What is going on, everyone? Welcome into the Brant Partial Show. So let's talk Alabama football. So Alabama, it's all the big question mark revolves around who's going to start at quarterback. Is it Jalen Milrow? Is it Buckner, the transfer from Notre Dame? Or is it the other guy? Um, or is it Ty Simpson, who uh, was a former five-star recruit, uh, has been at Alabama now. It will be a redshirt freshman, redshirted last season. So, yeah, the question marks a quarterback for Alabama. I think Jace McClellan at running backs, a guy that will be interesting. How does McClellan perform? I think he has a chance to be the next uh, great superstar back from Alabama. Uh, does he live up to the hype is a big question. Uh, the offensive line, they return two guys, uh, but the two guys are pretty good. Seth Malachlan at center, and then uh, J.C. Latham at tackle. Latham's considered one of the best tackles in college football and likely be a top uh, or first round pick and likely is has some projection as uh, to be currently as of now he's the th- consensus third or fourth tackle I talked about him a little bit in my NFL draft rankings but yeah he'll be right up there so JC Latham a really good player um, but yeah I got into um, I was I disagreed with a, a comment um, one of you guys gave me and uh, I because I, I did a, a short talking about Alabama doesn't really have as many true difference makers as they usually do, and uh, and the guy di- the guy disagreed, but you know I I I respectfully disagree um, with him because he he said that Alabama has you know four or five star players, which is true. Four or five star recruits usually end up being good players, but there's a difference between good players and true difference makers. You could argue Alabama really, other than Kool Aid McKinstry at corner and J.C. Latham at offensive tackle, Alabama doesn't really have a lot of true difference makers. Um, and usually to win a national championship, you got to have at least four or five difference makers. Now there is a question mark because a guy like Jace McClellan could become a difference maker this year. Maybe one of the young receivers from last year in Isaiah Bond, Colby Prentice takes that next step and becomes a superstar. Obviously, you still have Jermaine Burton there. Jermaine Burton uh, is a guy I thought would really break out this past season. And uh, it just didn't really happen for him. He had a really up-and-down year. Started to really come on as of late, so he hopefully can continue that momentum into this year. But, yeah, so you you, you like the the depth they have at wide receiver. Also got Ja'Cory Brooks, but you're still waiting for that guy to really um, really break out. And they landed the number one Juco wide receiver in Malik Benson um, out, of the, out of Kansas. So, yeah, depth at wide receiver. Who's going to really break out and take that next step? On the defensive side of the ball, uh, you got Caleb Downs at safety, likely going to start a true freshman. You got Malachi Moore, the uh, the the guy that's that's played a lot of football, but he's one of those guys that kind of like Burton. There was uh, a lot of expectation uh, early on. Burton obviously started at Georgia, but expectations early on for Malachi Moore, and he never really just took that next step in, in developing into a great player. Now, could he still be a great player, and could he be like McClellan, and could he build off of the point I was saying where they don't have true difference makers, and, and he could end up being that difference maker? Maybe. So McClellan and Malachi Moore, two question marks as far as can they uh, take that next step and be the true difference makers. But you know, Malachi Moore likely going to step into that star position, um, they got Kool-Aid McKinstry at corner. Terrion Arnold. Terrion Arnold's a, a really good corner. Um, got his chance to play last year as a redshirt freshman. 
So, yeah, I mean, the secondary appears to be pretty strong. Linebacker remains a question. You lose Henry Toa Toa. Jalen Moody no longer there. Uh, on the defensive defensive line is not as strong as, uh, as it has been in years past. Dal- I like Dallas Turner, but Dallas Turner kind of reminds me of Will Anderson last year. He, a lot of his sacks just come off of hustle plays uh, where it's such good coverage that he ends up just get, is the first guy to the quarterback. So, to me... You know, there. This is not as strong of a, you know, the front, the defensive line, the linebacker core, not as strong as as you really want it to be for Alabama. But they do. I mean, overall, there is there is good talent on this defense, and I think it is a good enough defense, talent wise, to win a national championship. But yeah, I mean, as far as you know, difference makers, you're talking about just the defensive side of the ball. You could argue it's really just Kool Aid McKinstry. But yeah. Alabama, uh, going to be a really good team uh, this year, though. Uh, do they have enough uh, key guys to win it all is the main question. Uh, so we'll transition to talking about the Oklahoma Sooners. Oklahoma is interesting because there was expect high expectations last year. You brought in Dylan Gabriel at quarterback. Dylan Gabriel, I thought, if we flash forward to this time last year, I thought Dylan Gabriel, I graded Dylan Gabriel and gave him a top five grade. To me, I think he would have been – he could have had a chance to go uh, – probably not because the injury, but I think grade-wise, if you're talking pure skill set, in my opinion, I think he was uh, it would have been a, probably a top-five quarterback. Now, is that saying much because you saw what? Hendon Hooker was – was Hendon Hooker the fifth quarterback go, and you saw him slip to the third round? So Gabriel probably, you know, likely would have been a third, fourth-round guy at tops, uh, but was – a little banged up, but you, you. I guess the point I'm trying to make is you see the talent with Dylan Gabriel, and I think he'll be a guy that's in the discussion as one of the top five quarterbacks for the 2024 NFL Draft. But you hope for a healthy Dylan Gabriel. You hope this defense overall improves. They have some key guys back. Uh, lost some, lost uh, some guys uh, to the transfer portal. David Oguebu, uh was a linebacker they lost. I thought Oguebu would become a star player. And he had, he never really he just I don't know it never really uh, became that guy. The movement skills a little bit lacking, even though Aguebu looked the part, uh, but he's no longer there. But yeah, they got some guys in the secondary. Bill and Billy Bowman's a nice player. You see his versatility. He's a guy that can blitz. Um, he's a you know good tackler. Woody Washington, guy that can play safety or corner. Uh, Washington, I like his movement skills. I think he's a nice player. They bring in Reggie Pearson in the transfer portal. Pearson's a guy that did a lot of nice things at Texas Tech, also was at Wisconsin, so he has a lot of experience, and I think he'll help out the Sooners secondary. Number 28, Stutzman. Stutzman, uh, the linebacker, uh, is a pretty good player. They do return some experience on the defensive line, even though the defensive line uh, wasn't strong overall and they struggled to rush the passer. So, yeah, you mean you got Brent Venables as head coach, who is a defensive-minded guy. So can you take a can you take another leap next year defensively? Can you not have collapses uh, like they did in the TCU game and the Texas game? So if you can avoid uh, just having you know very poor defensive performances, then I think Oklahoma definitely should win more games. Their win total, I talked about, so I think it's nine, nine and a half. I'd probably take the over. I think Oklahoma's my pick to win the Big 12 just because um, I believe that Brett Venables is going to turn things around. I think he's a, too good of a coach uh, not to get the, the issues on defense fixed. I think this is 
first year he was kind of implementing his culture, and uh, I think next year you'll start to see um, the train moving in the right direction. But, but yeah, I mean, Oklahoma, like the TCU-Texas game, those games were, were pretty much over at the start of the game because when your defense is having that poor of a, poor of a performance, it doesn't really matter how good your offense is. You just can't keep up uh, the scoring. You know, you're always just – then when you get when you get that far behind, then your offense really starts to feel the pressure and you start to press too much. You saw Gabriel start to to try to force some throws down the field, and then that leads to incompletions. You get behind the sticks, and uh, you just fall further and further behind. So, yeah, you can't have the, the collapses like they did against TCU in Texas, uh, but you saw some games like the Oklahoma State game. They came out firing, and uh, – you saw what happens when the defense played good enough. Uh, they played, you know, passionate, passionately, and they got their playmakers involved. I like the the receiver number three, uh, Farouk, Jalen Farouk number three. They land Andrell Anthony in the transfer portal, a guy that really was underwhelming at Michigan, a guy that came in as a a three star recruit, but he was one of those three star recruits where you thought that he was he was going to be better, um, it was going to you know exceed. Uh, that billing and uh, Anthony, even though with the size and the skill set he has, he just the, the production was never there. Had some drops, didn't really get as many snaps um, as you thought, but did flash in the Michigan State game in 2021. Really displayed what he could do. But yeah, how uh, how Anthony how Andrew Anthony does with his career really. Um, I won't say on the line, but it's, this is a, a focal season as far as uh, you know his future is concerned. Uh, have Drake Stoops there, Bob Stoops' son. Drake Stoops, a nice player, uh, primarily works out the slot, knows how to get open, uh, knows how to catch the ball. It's a tough physical player. I like the running back depth. Marcus Majors, a physical running back. Javante Barnes uh, was a five-star running back recruit. He's a he's a really nice player. He runs really hard. Um, just I think he just needs to uh, another year of improving his vision. But uh, yeah, runs a lot like Demarco Murray. Just wants to to get north and south and uh, deliver deliver the boom. And has got has got good enough burst uh, to really pick up uh, yardage and be super productive. So yeah, I think. Eric Gray was I like the way he run he ran last year so can Barnes and Major really set that tone cuz you know it seems like Oklahoma still wants to be a a run the ball team it seems like Venables does want to pound the rock so um can they can they do that next year and uh yeah do they have enough does this offense yeah I mean I guess that's the question do they have enough uh playmakers to win the Big 12 I'm going to say yes just because uh, even though I don't think they have a lot of of, of difference makers, I'm going to say yes just because when Dylan Gabriel's on, I think that his accuracy will make up for even if receivers aren't uh, separating as much as they should be. But they returned two guys on the offensive line too, um, and this is offensive line that played pretty well last year. So yeah, I think Oklahoma's in a good position to, to win the Big 12 next year, and uh, that's my, that's gonna, that's going to be my pick uh, to win the Big 12 conference. Transition, we'll talk to uh, Penn State, Nittany Lions. Uh, so with Penn State, what stood out is uh, Drew Singleton, a uh, very explosive running back. He's a guy like Drew Aller's going to get this start, most likely a quarterback. Aller's a, a big guy. Uh, he can make throws on the run. Uh, also got Katron Allen at running back. 
Keandre Lambert-Smith at wide receiver. They return have experience on the offensive line at tight end. All five guys on the offensive line return, and then they return tight end Theo uh, Theo, jo- Theo Johnson. Um, and, yeah, defense. And then also on the offensive line, they have a guy that some considers the best offensive tackle in Olu Fashino. And then um, when you flip over to the defensive side of the ball, Chop Robinson is getting some hype as a, a first-round defensive end. Chop Robinson, a little undersized guy, but he's got good speed, uh, can really get off – get off the ball and get around the edge um in the do have some experience uh in the secondary at safety and then at corner kalen king uh one of the best corners in the nation so penn state um returns a lot of guys and uh just lost two games last year uh they're going to open up with west virginia week one so yeah penn state um you know, even though they're probably the consensus third team in the Big Ten, they have a there's a lot of there's a lot of key things in place uh, for them to win the Big Ten. And uh, yeah, I mean, they Ohio State, Michigan, probably Michigan is likely going to be the pick. But like I touched on in one of my shorts the other day, if Penn State, how surprising really would it be to, for Penn State to win the Big Ten? Because I think a lot of people, a lot of times, people forget like. Say a team finishes, you know, say a team that has a season like Penn State did last year where they they kind of get embarrassed by Michigan and Ohio State, like, you know, and they go 11-2. and two. Like, 11-2, and two, that's a really good year. I guess the point I'm trying to make is, like, just because, you know, you lost the two key games that kept you out from winning a conference title, that doesn't mean the next year that you're just you're not gonna you're still gonna be so far behind Michigan, Ohio State. Now that am I ready to say that they're that they would beat Michigan or and or Ohio State this year? No, I'm not ready to say that, but or am I ready to say they've closed the gap, but I am ready to say that uh, they you know, this is a new year and they'll they'll have, they're gonna have a new opportunity and uh you know, like look at Michigan. Like if someone were to say that you know Michigan were to manhandle Ohio State in 2021, after just a couple. I mean, I know they didn't play in 2020, but if you go a couple years back, and you're saying that two years from now, with how you know why the talent gap everyone's saying between Michigan and Ohio State, if you were to say in you know in 2019 Michigan was going to manhandle, you know, beat up Ohio State physically in 2021, I thought you think you'd be crazy. Now, if someone were to tell you today that Penn State's going to win the Big Ten, I don't think you're crazy, but I think a lot of people would be, you know, a lot of people wouldn't believe it. But, yeah, you cannot can't write off Penn State. And uh, James Franklin, despite what you think about him, he is a really good recruiter, and he's done a really nice job uh, overall. And, uh, yeah, kind of, you know, I was thinking the other day of what, what a good job he did at Vanderbilt. I don't think he gets enough credit. Uh, for what he did turning around Vanderbilt. So the next interesting team is the Arkansas Razorbacks. Arkansas, one of the best running backs in the country. They return Rocket Sanders, K.J. Jefferson, at quarterback. Our, Sam Pittman, uh, their head coach, has done a really nice job of turning Arkansas around. So, yeah, Arkansas has a has a really good uh, all-around team. They did a nice job in the transfer portal getting uh, Isaac Tesla and uh, wide receiver Andrew Armstrong. They really worked the the transfer portal hard, and uh, 
Yeah, this is this has a team seven and six this past season, nine and four in two thousand twenty one. So Sam Pittman done an excellent job of getting Arkansas back to being a very solid uh, winning program. So yeah, with all the with all the guys they have in the transfer portal, experience a quarterback in KJ Jefferson, Rocket Sanders. He may be the best running back in the country. I haven't really dove too deep in this running black class. I know Donovan Edwards, Blake Corn, the Michigan guys are up there. Henderson, but yeah, Rocket Sanders, an excellent player. So yeah, as far as um, how Arkansas, they're going to have a tough schedule. Obviously, being in the SEC West, uh, they do they did get the transfer. Um, Trajan Jeffcoat from Missouri. So, can there can this uh, team improve, take another step this year, and and build off a, a really solid seven and six campaign that ended with a a three overtime thrilling win over Kansas? So, with a tough schedule ahead, Arkansas uh, should be very competitive in the SEC West. Uh, another team I want to talk about is the uh, Oregon State Beavers. Oregon State. Um, it seemed like they were they were kind of headed downhill um, a few years ago. It seemed like the program was just kind of kind of going kind of going to go back to being a, a really a down program. Uh, but they bring in uh, Jonathan Smith, a head coach, uh, a guy that w- attended, uh, a former alumni uh, of Oregon State, uh, was the uh, quarterbacks coach under uh, Chris Peterson, was the offensive coordinator at Washington from 2014 to 2017. And uh, he's done a really nice job of bringing in some talent to Oregon State. Uh, they, excuse me, 10 wins this past season, just the third time in school history. So, yeah, I mean, Oregon State, they do lose some guys uh, to the NFL draft. Um, Nolan, uh, the corner uh, right. But, yeah, Damian Martinez uh, was uh, the Pac-12 freshman of the year. He's back. And they got some really good depth at running back, too. They got three guys that are capable of uh, – of being uh, or being really good contributors, so yeah, they did lose Omar Spates uh, in the transfer portal, but yeah, I mean Oregon State, they they are a team that no one's going to want to play next year. Really, a kind of a forgotten about team still, even though they've improved. But yeah, watch out for the Oregon State Beavers. Uh, Smith enters his sixth year with Oregon State, so Oregon State going to be a tough out this year in the Pac-12. Uh, Martinez, Uyunglele, uh, the quarterback transfer from Clemson, likely going to win the job. So keep it, keep the Oregon State Beavers in mind this year. So let's talk Kansas State. Kansas State was a they did a surprise last year. Chris Kleeman, kind of like Oregon State, he's done a really nice job of of making this program competitive. Kansas State, you thought, was going to kind of fall off uh, but after Bill Snyder retired. But, yeah, they, they're they back. They are, uh, they're still a, a solid program. And they're, they Kansas State, a lot like Oregon State, um, how Oregon State is in the Pac-12. They're a team that no one wants to play. They had so they've they did lose some NFL guys. Deuce Vaughn drafted by the Cowboys. They also lost um, Julius Brents drafted by the Colts. Uh, but Walker Howard back at quarterback, a uh, guy who did a nice job. He's a big physical uh, presence at quarterback. They landed Trayshawn Ward, the transfer running back from Florida State. Cooper Beebe, uh, their offensive lineman, is going to be one of the top offensive linemen, uh, offensive linemen for the 2024 NFL draft. So yeah, Kansas State will have some. They do have some some really good players and uh, should be tough uh, once again in, in the Big 12. Uh, some other teams of note I wanted to touch on within this college football pod. Um, 
Yeah, we'll talk. I want to talk a little bit of Florida State because, yeah, Florida State. It's uh, I I am. I think I speak with a lot of people that they want. It's good for college football to have Florida State good, and Florida State has a lot. Um, they have some good talent. Jaheim Bell at tight end, um, the quarterback Jordan Travis uh, has a lot of experience. But you know, is this Florida State? It seems like too many times they've been like Texas and they disappointed. Is this like a setting up for a big letdown, or is this the beginning of you know Florida State coming back to real prominence and being a dominant program once again? Kind of like how they were under at times under. Uh, Jimbo Fisher, and then at times under Bobby Bowden. So, yeah, I think I, I like I've touched on before. Is this if if Florida State really disappoints this year? Say they they go five, six, even seven wins, and they're non-competitive. Is this the year where we really question? Is like Norvell's probably not Mike Norvell's probably not on the hot seat, but then you do I think you really question is Florida State really you know it might be a while you know when are they going to be turned around when is it when are they going to win big and be dominant once again but so yeah pivotal season I think for Florida State there's a lot of hype around the Florida State Seminoles and uh yeah we'll see if they can deliver but I'm gonna wrap with that. Thanks for tuning into the big time, or thanks for tuning in. Excuse me to the Brant Partial Show. Make sure to stay tuned for more episodes and clips. Till next time, peace.